Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family realestate.com and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555 or call her cell phone at 662 662- 689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Network, a jam-packed show today. We have just left the Saturday practice. I wanted to get a full, uh, I guess you say, viewing of this team from Wednesday through Saturday, and we have a ton of information to pass along to you. We'll hear from the editor and publisher of Inside the Rebels and affiliate of 247 Sports at reps247.com. We'll hear from David Johnson and get his thoughts 
on where the team is at uh, this point, specifically at the positions that you want to hear about. I mean, everybody wants to hear about the Everybody wants to hear about wide receiver and, of course, that linebacker position. We'll get you plenty of names, people that have kind of shined in practice and uh, some, some more, I guess you'd say, in-detail information. What we're not going to do is get into schematics as best we can. Uh, that is something that the university has requested we do not get into. Uh, now, Ole Miss is not like a lot of other teams. I know, uh, I don't know this for sure, but, but one of my friends that covers Mississippi State basically said they do not have that type of access. I know that Vanderbilt does not give that type of access, judging by what uh, Chris Lee said on the Vandy Sports Podcast, uh, an affiliate of Rivals.com. So I know that Ole Miss is getting uh, more viewing, so to speak. And uh, for that case, we want to make sure and abide by as many rules as we're asked to. And that's, of course, is not reporting anything until practice is over. So, uh, like we said, really good four days of practice. Uh, today, uh, we've seen this entire week. Uh, but there are a number of people that have flashed. And uh, I think if you look at some game balls, and we'll give some game balls away for the first week of practice. I'll be quite honest with you, Eli Acker, and we'll get into it more in the second half of the show. But Eli Acker has absolutely shined on that offensive line. He's going to be someone that's going to play in the NFL one day. He can play any position, it seems like. I mean, we've seen him play guard and center. I think he could probably play some tackle as well. But Eli Acker has absolutely shined. In another game ball, I'm going to give a little bit of a hint. We'll give about five or six of them away. That number two game ball is going to freshman running back Quinshawn Judkins out of Alabama. David Johnson made the point. I completely agree with him. How in the world did Quinshawn Judkins not end up or not get more press, more pressure to attend Auburn or Alabama? He is going to be an absolute star in an Ole Miss uniform. A lot to get to in the second half of the show. Football is officially here. We're so excited to have you along for the ride. We've got some brand-new sponsors to the Brad Logan Radio Network, and uh, we're excited about what we can offer this upcoming football season. Now, if you look at what we're doing now, we've got a podcast, uh, be some partnerships coming down the road for this football season to help get you more information in regards to football. We'll see about basketball and baseball, but right now the focus is on football. And then, of course, the relationship is continuing with WJTV. There will be some news coming soon about our pregame show, about uh, what we've got coming for you on uh, both the Logan Media Network and WJTV. And, of course, the relationship continuing to grow with 247 Sports, CBS Incorporated, Rebels 247, or actually Rebs247.com, and Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. We do want to thank our sponsors that have jumped on. You'll hear about them in the second half of the show. There's more to come. There's an opportunity you'll be a part of the Logan Media Network. If you would like, just shoot us an email at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com, or you can always shoot us a direct message on Twitter. That's at bradloganc-o-t-e. We could not do this without the support of you, the listener. Whether you listen through iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen, we really appreciate it. And we're excited that uh, over the next couple of weeks and throughout the season, we'll probably be coming to you twice a week. It's just a lot is going on right now with Ole Miss football. And I think, you know, and I'll give Ben Garrett credit on this, and I agree with him. And, and I didn't really think about it until he said this 
on his Talk of Champions podcast uh, with David Johnson, which they do a phenomenal job. But men, uh, Ben made the comment is that he saw firsthand this past Wednesday this talent. Ben said he thinks this is the most wall-to-wall collective body of talent that's been at Ole Miss in a long time. I mean, you know, position by position. Now, look, I mean, we know that Ole Miss is loaded at defensive back. We, we get all that. Probably the best defensive line class. I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't say, what, 10, 11 players in rotation, which is incredible. Linebacker, we know. We're going to get to the linebacker position in a moment with David Johnson, and then we'll give you some information about who's been running ones and twos. Not too terribly caught up in depth charts, but who we've seen running the position and who's looked pretty darn good. But for a collective body of talent, this is probably the best Ole Miss has had since in recent memory. I encourage you to, um, if you've got some comments, you know, shoot us some messages on Twitter, at BradLoganCOTE. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you think about some of the comments that we make. I, I don't know if there's a better collective body of talent. The obvious, the obvious question is going to be the quarterback position. We'll get into it in much greater detail. Look, at the end of the day, Luke Altmyer saw that Jackson Dart was crowned starting quarterback, and he didn't get on Twitter. He, he didn't call anybody. He didn't go to any coaching staff. What did Luke Altmyer do? Luke Altmyer went to work. Luke Altmyer went to the gym. Luke Altmyer went to throw passes. Luke Altmyer wants this job. I don't know if you know that or not. Luke Altmyer is really, really good. He looked good in the spring. We, I'm not saying we thought it was an anomaly, but so many people, were, including myself, I'll admit it, were making excuses for Jackson Dart that he just got to campus. So rather than give the credit where credit is due, we make excuses for Jackson Dart. What happens then? Jackson Dart and uh, Luke Meyer in a Luke, uh, Luke Altmyer in a quarterback controversy, and they're in a quarterback controversy because Luke Altmyer has hit the gym, he's hit the practice field, he's hit the books. Luke Altmyer's a good quarterback. And if and when he starts against Troy, I don't think anyone should be surprised if they listen to this podcast because they'll know that Luke Altmyer earned that position. It's going to be a fun year. Everybody's seen the schedule, which, again, we'll get into it in the back half of the show. Opens with Troy. Some very winnable games early on. Some very difficult games in the back half of the schedule. Where does this team end? Where does this team finish up? Is there a bowl game in the future? We'll talk about everything that we've talked about a little bit earlier in the back half of the show. It's going to be fun here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Thanks, everybody, for following us on Twitter. That's at BradLoganCOTE. If you have a question about anything, just shoot us a direct message. BradLoganCOTE. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. That's B-L-E-A-V in Ole Miss. That's part of the Believe Network. Be sure to follow Believe on Twitter. That's at B-L-E-A-V Network. Believe in Ole Miss and also the Believe Network on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook account at Brad Logan Media, where most of the stuff you're getting on Twitter will be about the same stuff you get on Facebook. Not everybody's on Twitter, so we like to try to get as much information as we can. Also excited, we're going to start doing more video content. Just going to have to do it. I've kind of put it off a little bit, but everybody's kind of asking for it. So many people are doing it now, and you're seeing a lot more video content on Rebs247.com, and it's more of a partnership with uh, 247 Sports and then, of course, Inside the Rebels. So you'll see more video content coming this football season. Right around the corner. By the way, had a chance to visit with Paris Buchanan. 
And uh, Ole Miss sold roughly 38,000, around 38,000 season tickets. So really good number in early early August. I think they can get to that 40,000 mark. Anytime you sell 40,000 season tickets, that puts you in a good spot. And the marketing team behind Paris Buchanan and his entire team have done a phenomenal job. We're going to get Paris on the podcast because that, that was one of the better podcasts we had last year. And we'll talk about some things that, that, that Ole Miss has coming down the road in regards to in-game uh, theatrics, I like to call it, whether it be lighting, whether it be uh, fireworks. We're going to get Paris on the podcast and, and try to get some – see if we can squeeze some information out of him. He's usually pretty close to the vest, but he and his team do, do a great job. Also, the Ole Miss baseball – uh, season, the season that we're all waiting on, and I know everybody's waiting on it. Hopes come out very, very soon. What I was told, uh, I expect that to happen some point around September the 1st. I don't know that it's in conjunction with the SEC Network and ESPN, but that would not surprise me why there's a bit of a delay. And also, this is going to be one that everyone kind of remembers. I am a little surprised. I'd be I'd be uh, lying if I didn't say I was a little surprised. This is uh, it's drug on a little bit more than I thought it would have, but look, it doesn't matter. Ole Miss won the national championship in baseball, and I still part of me can't believe that Ole Miss is national champions in baseball. So, uh, really, really cool. But it's Ole Miss football time. We'll have plenty of information second half of the show, along with David Johnson and many more, right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
And welcome back into the show. Brad Logan here, your host. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. That's, of course, a part of the Believe Network, and I'm at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E. Okay, let's get right down to it. Uh, a special thank you to some of our sponsors today. We're grateful for our friends over at Bet Online for being part of the show and, and doing so much for the podcast. Thanks again to uh, Bet Online. That's at BetOnline underscore A-G and BetOnline.ag on the way up okay uh gonna hear from david johnson just a moment because we want to talk just a little bit about this offensive line you know we've talked so much about how well uh things have kind of come together during the off season the acquisition of mason brooks from western kentucky and now all of a sudden you've got a really good offensive front now we talked earlier in the podcast about giving a what i like to call a game ball uh, for the week of practice to eli acker i mean i think eli acker is going to be someone you see in the national football league one day we know how good Jeremy James is. You know, David Johnson, we'll hear from David in just a moment on his thoughts about this offensive front. But he's very bullish on Jeremy James. And that's not to take anything away from what uh, Nick Broker, who's playing right guard and uh, someone that uh, kind of interchangeable or, or left guard, which are very interchangeable. But Mason Brooks is anchoring that right side. Uh, and I'll be honest, Mason Brooks looks really good. And – we were all standing on the sideline at practice and watching Mason Brooks just get after it. I mean, he was just getting after it. And he was uh, – he's got a bit of a streak in him. He does. And he's he's got a little bit of that edge that you want if you're an offensive line or offensive coordinator or head coach. He's got it. Offensive line's going to be really, really good. And, uh, you know, you've got – of course, uh, one guy that's kind of been around for a while is Caleb Warren. He's only a sophomore, but he feels like he's been here uh, forever because he played so much as a freshman. But Caleb Warren, uh, someone that Ole Miss is definitely going to be uh, leaning on across that offensive front. You know, it's it's interesting. We'll hear from David Johnson in just a moment. The offensive line, the area of concern, I think, more than anything, if you've got this, uh, this offensive line, is the depth. It's what's going to be, you know – you know, knock on wood, it doesn't happen if there's an injury. You know, we'll just have to wait. So here's David Johnson uh, from reps247.com on his thoughts of this offensive front. Yeah, I think the only surprise is that, you know, you pick up a little intel out here and everything, and, you know, a leader has emerged in Eli Acker. Um, he's going to play the right guard position for the Rebels this year, but I hear he is a leader in the weight room. He's been a leader off the field for them. And, uh, you know, that's that's big news to me because you would think it would be a broker or James, not saying those guys aren't leading, but Eli Acker is so good to see him step up into that leadership role and kind of embrace this. That's David Johnson from inside the Rebels and Rebs247.com and affiliate of 247 Sports, also the co-host on the Talk of Champions podcast uh, with uh, Ben Garrett 
and does a great job. And that's a podcast you definitely want to check out. Okay, uh, you know David's very bullish. He's he, he's been very bullish on Jeremy James, but now he's talking quite a bit about Eli Acker, and that says a lot. You know Acker uh, coming in out of Columbus, Mississippi, and uh, just a sophomore, but played a lot last year. Offensive line is definitely going to be a strong suit. Let's take a look at some of the backups and and maybe some of these folks that, uh, you know, who's going to be called upon. I think two names you could be looking for is Cedric Melton and also Reese McIntyre. Uh, those are two guys I think, you know, I think if you're Lane Kiffin and if you're Charlie Weiss Jr., you're looking for about seven or eight offensive linemen that you can count on. So if you can get two or three or a couple of more players uh, that you could could lean on to, to come in should there be just just a breather or if there's any type of injury. I think, you know, someone like a Cedric Melton or, or McIntyre that, that could probably step up. Uh, someone make, maybe like a Hamilton Hall or uh, if you get someone to come in that maybe is a freshman that you're not really expecting anything out of this year maybe shines during preseason camp and we'll see in a couple of weeks, specifically the first game against Troy or any of those six opening games of the season to where, you know, let's be honest, the competition is not going to be as good as the back half of the schedule. So I think if you can get those seven or eight offensive linemen, you should be fine. You know, you've got so many seasoned veterans across that offensive front that have kind of been in the trenches. You would hope that they could get you through the season. But once again, anything can anything can happen. The good news, it appears that Eli Acker is doing quite well, along with Mason Brooks. It, it just kind of folded right in. And if there's any transfer that that's came into the program, from best we can tell by going to practice, it's been the right tackle and Mason Brooks that has fit in quite nicely. The running back room is chock full. It's absolutely full. And it, of course, is led by the former five-star uh, transfer out of TCU, Zach Evans. Uh, Evans comes in uh, out of uh, TCU, highly decorated, and uh, has looked really, really good. And uh, a lot of yak yards, yards after carry. We saw that during the spring game. Now, of course, they're just in T-shirt and shoulder pads and um, helmets right now. Go to full pads very soon. So we'll we'll see more there. Uh, obviously, Ulysses Bentley, uh, another transfer. He's out of SMU. But I'll be honest, you know, David's talked about this a lot. Quinson Junkins, the uh, the incoming freshman out of the set of Alabama, and I'll give David credit as well, David Johnson, saying how in the world did Auburn and Alabama let that young man go? He is an absolute load and a really good running back. And Ole Miss is, you know, they have to be very, very happy that they have someone like a Quinshawn Junkins who, who might be running third team. But I think by the end of the year, very well could be running first team. I, th- I mean, he's he's really good. You know, you talk about losing Jerion Ely. You talk about losing Snoop Connor, Henry Parrish to transfer it out. And then, you know, you got to throw Matt Corral in there, the quarterback for Ole Miss. The top four rushers are gone. How in the world could this running back room possibly be better? We'll see. You know, I'm not ready to just crown these these guys the best yet. But I think it's pretty safe to say it is absolutely loaded. Obviously, you know, we haven't talked a lot about quarterbacks. It was kind of the – hey, kind of in the barn. And everybody's got their opinion about who's playing better, who's possibly going to be the starter. I mean, I think Luke Altmaier looks better right now, but who – you know, who's to say? You know, I mean, 
there's been comments about Jackson Dart. We understand, you know, everything behind that. But what I like about this this, this quarterback battle is, is it is absolutely a battle, by the way. You know, Luke Altmyer has made it pretty open. He was on a podcast, and I forget, and, and you know, if I just don't remember who it was with. But, but I think, you know, I know there was a podcast, and, and he was on the podcast. He said, you know, he just went to work. And when Jackson Dart was kind of hanging out and – doing some Twitter stuff and, you know, just kind of really enjoying it. I like to think that Luke Altmaier probably was in the back the back of the room just kind of nodding his head thinking, yeah, they're not just going to hand this thing over to him. I'm going to make them work for it. And, and you got to like that if you're an Ole Miss fan. you got to like the fact that he's not just sitting in the wings and just, just rolling over. Luke Altmaier looks really good running quarterback at Ole Miss. I've seen it with my own two eyes. He looks Really, really good. And if Luke Luke Altmaier starts against Troy, or he he gets a lot of snaps in the the scrimmage that you guys are going to get to see this next Saturday, don't be surprised if he looks really good. And if he does start, that's no indictment on Jackson Dart. That just means that Luke Altmaier worked his tail off. I think that's something Ole Miss fans are kind of – can't see the forest for the trees here it's not really that Jackson Dart is playing poorly in practice it's how well Luke Altmaier is playing so if that happens don't be surprised because Luke Altmaier looks really really good receivers to me easily you know I understand the linebackers we'll get to there in a moment but easily the position that that Ole Miss has not to me looked incredibly great at is that receiver and there's a lot of you know a lot of reason behind that. I think more than anything is what you lost at receiver. You you can't just all of a sudden roll out and lose Braylon Sanders, Dontario Drummond, um, and then all of a sudden you know get better. I mean you've got a Jacor Pearson, you know the backup John Rice Plumley obviously is gone. So you're really going to be leaning on heavy Jordan Watkins, who by the way dropped a lot of balls in preseason camp he I've seen him drop a lot of balls and that's just you know he's from what I can tell he's a he's a good route runner but just just not not catching the ball like he needs to Jalen Robinson's look really good the transfer out of UCF um, I like what I've seen out of Malik Heath so far uh, Jalen Knox the transfer out of Mizzou the good news is these guys we're talking about they're transfers because they've got experience. They're not incoming freshmen, or they're not players that have, that haven't played very much on the roster already. You know, Braylon Brown, you know, Buck Halter, those guys, they just haven't stepped up. And so I think that's one reason that, on top of the fact you've lost, you know, so many receivers from last year, that's why Lane Kiffin went to the portal so hard at wide receiver. There haven't been any players, and that's no indictment of the players. They just haven't really stepped up. You know, you got a J.J. Henry who's flashed a little bit of practice, but you just haven't had, you know, those guys step up. Dennis Jackson, pretty good year last year. Obviously had the big game against Tennessee, but he's someone that you're going to have to ask to step up. The good news is Jonathan Mingo, someone from last year that played well, was mired with injuries in the latter part of the year. Thought Jonathan Mingo's had a really good preseason camp. Looked good, has not uh, appeared to be uh, favoring that ankle to where he had so much of the injuries uh, last year. Jeremiah Dillon, someone we haven't seen a lot of. Uh, didn't see him, uh, quite frankly, very much at all this year. So, 
that's definitely something to monitor. The good news, Casey Kelly has looked really good at tight end. And backing him up, of course, the the transfer is Michael Trigg Jr. And, you know, from what we've been told is that, you know, Michael Trigg Jr. is not the greatest practice player. So you're hoping someone like that, when the lights come on, he's he's ready to roll. But uh, Casey Kelly's had a really good preseason camp. And uh, definitely will probably get the nod to start against Troy. But don't be surprised if you see, see Michael Trigg Jr. really light it up when, uh, I guess, for the lack of a better word, the lights come on. So uh, that's it across that offensive front. You look at defense, I'll be honest, the defensive line is probably as good, or I, I feel comfortable, is as good as the 15 season and maybe better and maybe as good as some of the teams we saw in maybe the 90s. And I, I think depth-wise, when you start talking about rolling 10 or 11 players across the defensive front, that's incredible. You've got a Atavius Robinson. Uh, K.D. Hill, J.J. Pagese has had a really good uh, fall camp, preseason camp so far, the transfer out of Auburn. Cedric Johnson, man, Cedric's looked really, really good uh, this preseason camp as well. Jared Ivey, Isaiah Eiton, two transfers. Ivey, of course, out of Georgia Tech and Eiton. And then you're hoping you can get some production out of DeMond Clowney uh, because everyone knows Sam Williams is, is lining it up for the Dallas Cowboys. So you lose that talented defensive end and Sam Williams – Who's going to kind of fill in uh, fill in the gaps there? You know, Clowney's someone we, we've all been kind of sitting back and waiting on. So, uh, you know, you look around. Maybe that might be someone that can take his place. Jalen Cunningham, uh, Talik Robbins, Jamon Gordon has had a pretty good preseason camp. And so, you know, you, you look around and think, well, what about J.J. Hawkins? What about Jakevian Brown? So there are some players there. But I think the, the, the important thing is you've got a rotation. You've got, uh, you've got a heck of a – heck of an allotment of players that you can kind of rotate in and out. And anytime you start talking about depth, you start talking about fourth quarter, that's when you start talking about defensive line depth, and that's how you talk about uh, winning games. Uh, Cedric Johnson, we talked about him a moment ago, running that buck position. Troy Brown, along with Ashante Sistrunk, and maybe Ashim Jung. You know, there are a couple players there across the that are going to play linebacker, and you're just hoping you can – to get a little bit of depth there. You know, a name that we've heard has flashed a little bit is Brandon Mack. You're hoping you can get him back off of injury. Uh, you may maybe see a DeMond Clowney uh, may play some form of a linebacker. Reginald Hughes is someone that you could see flash there along with uh, maybe a Danny Lockhart. There's some different players there. You look at the star position, uh, the transfer, Aishim Young has looked really, really good. Uh, Jerron Willis is someone that you could be looking for there. So linebacker is a position that I think it could be a bit of a flux position. You don't have a lot of depth there. You don't have a lot of talent returning. So on the on the flip side of that, you've got a ton of defensive players in the defensive backfield that have looked really, really good. So and you got a you know it's just chock full. You you're returning DeAndre Prince, a senior. Miles Battle is very Battle tested, I guess you will. Otis Reese, a senior, is back. AJ Finley. So there are a ton of players in the defensive backfield that has a lot of experience. Now, a couple of players that that I think everyone's kind of be looking for is the sophomore out of George County High School, MJ Daniels. Daniels was a terrific wide receiver at George County, but can be a really good defensive player for Ole Miss. So you you'd like to see him flash a little bit. A lot of people is going to be looking at Davison Igbenosin, the, the number one player out of New Jersey. 
And uh, DeMarco Williams, another player. You talk about Igbenosin. has a really good fall camp so far, and people have talked about how well he's played at uh, in the defensive backfield. So if you you hear wide receivers, for example, we heard from Malik Heath to, to name a couple of players, and Osalse, also Ashante Sistrunk, the linebacker for Ole Miss, name a couple of players that have kind of shined. Sistrunk talked about Igbenosin, a freshman. So you probably can expect to see him and see him really early. The place kicker, Caden Costa, as everybody knows, is still serving a suspension and everything we've been told. He will not be available until at least the Egg Bowl, if you'll remember. He was uh, suspended. So Jonathan Cruz, the transfer out of Charlotte, may get the nod. He'll be fighting off Kel Nation, who did uh, quite a bit of kicking last year. Cruz had a pretty good career, 40 of 55 on his field goals, 99 of 103 on his point after tries. Of course, once again, he is a graduate transfer from Charlotte. Kel Nation, one of three from the field goals, and, uh, of course, five of six from PAT. So uh, from the punting department, you want to keep it out for a couple of folks. Uh, Frazier Mason, uh, junior, someone uh, from Australia, by the way, uh, possibly could be the punter next year for Ole Miss. Uh, keep an eye out for Land Gebhardt, along with Aubrey Bishop and, of course, Kale Nation. All those guys vying for an opportunity to be the punter. Mac Brown has graduated, so they'll definitely need to be a new punter for this Ole Miss team, although they don't punt a ton. Let's take a look at the schedule real quick before we uh, – Get out of here today. Remember, we talked about the Troy game. That's going to be the very first game on September the 3rd. Uh, they open up at Oxford against the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, the next weekend, Central Arkansas, the Bears from Conway, Arkansas, will come calling. Third weekend of the year, Ole Miss travels to face Georgia Tech at Bobby Dodge Stadium at Grantfield. I think that's the oldest college football stadium in the country. Maybe wrong on that, but I do know the Atlanta Braves play the night before. So I'm excited about seeing the Braves at Truist Park. Friday night prior to the game. Ole Miss will return home on September the 24th against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. And then that following weekend at home against Kentucky, that is homecoming in Oxford. The following week, they'll travel to face the Vanderbilt Commodores on October the 8th at Vanderbilt. And that is the first one, two, three, four, five, six games. And I think Ole Miss will be favored in all six of them. So that's an opportunity for the Rebels to definitely make some hay early in the season. Then it kind of gets more difficult. The Rebels come home the next weekend against the Auburn Tigers, and I think Auburn's going to be better than people are giving them credit for. The next weekend, October the 22nd, at LSU in Baton Rouge. Next weekend, the Rebels go on the road again to Texas A&M. That's October the 29th. Uh, the open date will be November the 5th this year. It'll be prior to that Alabama game on November the 12th in Oxford. Ole Miss will follow that up with a trip to Arkansas. That's in Fayetteville on November the 19th at Arkansas. And then, of course, the following weekend on Thursday night as Ole Miss welcomes Mississippi State. That game will be, I think, at about a 6 o'clock kickoff. And that will be on ESPN on Thursday night. So, you know, very quickly looking at this schedule, we talked about it a second ago. 6-0 and is definitely a possibility, maybe even 7-0, and depending on what you think about Auburn. And then, of course, you've got LSU. That's the eighth game of the year. Could you get to 8-0? and I don't like Ole Miss's chances either at LSU or at Texas A&M, but I guess anything can happen. And then you got the open date before Alabama. Can you imagine Vaught-Hemingway Stadium if Ole Miss is 9-0 and with Nick Saban coming calling on November the 12th? 
I would expect that stadium would be rocking. Ole Miss never plays well in Fayetteville. Have not won in Fayetteville, I think, since 08. The last time they beat Arkansas on the road, of course, was in Little Rock. They play much better in Little Rock uh, for whatever reason. And then I know people are kind of, you know, I'll be honest, Mississippi State's not going to be easy this year. Mike Leach is 0-2 against the Bulldog against the Rebels as the Bulldogs head coach. And I can guarantee you that they're going to bring everything they have this year because if Mike Leach goes 0-3 against Ole Miss, I can assure you the natives in Starkville will become incredibly restless. Uh, as it stands, uh, the Rebels uh, finishing up last year 10-3, a conference record of 6-2 before falling to a really good Baylor team in the Sugar Bowl. The question is, is how good could this team be this year? A lot of it has to do with quarterback. And I, once again, I've talked about it just like I did earlier. It's going to be difficult with the quarterback position, uh, unsettled. And then more importantly for this this offense is who's going to, to play receiver. You know, to be fair, we don't know. The good news is, is there are a lot of transfers coming in with experience. The bad news is they've never played together. You don't know how they're going to mesh with the rest of the team. We know that Mason Brooks is meshing really well with the offensive line because, you know, we saw it with our two eyes. But until you get out on the field – and you get really you start seeing pads and you know that sort of thing you, you really can't tell if there's there's a ton of meshing going on with the wide receivers or the running backs for that matter a lot of questions to be answered for sure but the good news for Ole Miss not a difficult schedule on the front side although you have to wonder you'd like to play Kentucky at the latter part of the year because they always kind of fall apart they're always a lot better in the first part of the year so you got that to worry about along with Auburn who's to know what Brian Harson brings to Oxford uh, midway through the season if Ole Miss can get to six or seven and zero, oh, you put yourself in a really good position to finish. You know what, eight and four. That's kind of what I think the barometer is. I think Vegas came out and said seven and a half, which is very fair because I think this team probably goes eight and four, and the four losses could come in a very uh, a number of ways. I think that loss definitely includes at Arkansas, and it definitely include includes at Texas A and M. The other two could come with a number of different ways: Kentucky, Mississippi State, LSU, Auburn. I think you pick two from there. But it's going to be a lot of fun. 38,000 season tickets are already sold, maybe a little bit more than that. So you get to that 40,000 mark. That doesn't include uh, student tickets. And that's going to be pretty darn good crowds this year in Oxford. It's going to be a lot of fun. So a reminder to everybody, practice will be open to the public next Saturday or this Saturday in a couple of days. And uh, we'll keep you up to date at reps247.com inside the Rebels and affiliate of 247 Sports. And make sure you know what time you can get there for the gates to open and that sort of thing. We'll keep you posted here on the podcast as well. We'll bring you another podcast later on the week after a couple of practices. Maybe have a guest or two. Break down anything that we've seen. The good news, uh, no major injuries so far that we can tell or that, that we've that we found out. But mostly everybody has been been playing there are a couple of players i think there may be some academic issues so we'll leave that as it is but as for an injury standpoint everything appears to be really really good from an injury standpoint a reminder to go to reps247.com right now if you will subscribe now whenever you listen to this uh, you'll get 50 percent off the first year or you can go a dollar a month and, and try it out see what you think it's a great opportunity to be a part of inside the rebels and affiliate of 247 sports chock full of information a great message board community and another thing if you're a member of reps247.com you can see every other school's message board from 247 can't post but you can read it so that gives you a great idea if you you know Ole Miss is playing Auburn LSU Mississippi State Vanderbilt you can go over to the 247 site and see what they're saying 
be cool to see. You can do that if you can be a member, if if you'd like to be a member of Rebs247.com. Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. It's it's a it's a labor of love to say the least. And uh, we've got a lot of things coming uh specifically when football season starts and after the games. We've got a lot coming at Inside the Rebels. There there's there's more coming. They've got a big announcement coming with WJTV Sports and Blake Levine. That'll be coming up very very soon. So be be uh be on the lookout on Twitter for that. Be sure and like our Facebook page as well, Logan Media Network. And uh, we post a lot of stuff there. And, of course, our Twitter feed, at BradLoganCOTE. It stays uh, stays pretty pretty fluid uh, with our help of our good friends at CBS Sports and uh, 247 Sports as well. More videos coming, uh, something I haven't done a ton of. But now that we've got some advertisers coming on board, or at least more advertisers than we've had, Definitely want you to be a part of that. We're grateful for our partnerships and our advertising friends. Uh, we're, we're so excited uh, to be able to partner with Bet Online, and uh, Bet Online's been a great partner of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast uh, for ever since we've been going on the Believe Network. They've they've been right there along with us. Also, uh, Debbie Johnson, fantastic realtor with uh, Kessinger Real Estate. Just give her a call anytime you can. Call her in the office at six six two two three four five five. Or call on her cell, shoot her a text, 662-689-0090. Hey, look, it doesn't matter if you're looking for a second home in Oxford. Maybe you're looking to relocate to Oxford. Or maybe you've got a commercial business in Jackson. You want to open up one in Oxford. Just give Debbie a call. She'll hook you up with the best commercial property in the Oxford area. Not to mention, if you're a farmer, you're looking to cultivate some CRP, land, anything like that. Just give Debbie a call. Or shoot her a text at 662-689-0090. Always excited about our partnership with a corner, College Corner Mississippi. That's at College Corner MS on Twitter. And just give those guys a follow on Twitter. See everything they're posting. All the national championship gear from Ole Miss, from the cups to the hats to the t-shirts. College Corner Mississippi has you covered. It's at College Corner MS on Twitter. And they will take care of all of your national championship needs. And they are just blowing and going because football's right around the corner. University Traditions, that's UNIV Traditions on Twitter, and, of course, universitytraditions.biz. All of your campus hats, all of your favorite team's hats. It doesn't matter if you're listening and you're a fan of another program. They probably got your hat if you're in the southeastern part of the United States, specifically the SEC. But University Traditions is, is really growing in the hat department. They've got that hat that lays down like that master's hat. And uh, they've even got the fishing hats that have the mesh on the back. They've got everything you need. Just just check them out. UniversityTraditions.biz Thanks again, everybody. It's been so much fun. And we're so excited to have you along for the ride. It's going to be a lot of fun this football season. And we'll have everything for you covered right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast part of the Believe Network. Whether you listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, they've got you all covered. We appreciate a five-star review. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, rate us, do all that good stuff. That helps us down the road. And let us know if we can help you, okay? Shoot us a direct message on Twitter at BradLoganCOT or shoot us an email at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com. We appreciate you being part of the show. Look forward to talking to you down the road right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network.
You've been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.